Yes, you 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, shalom, even the people of God. Please, I believe you are all doing well.
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, I want to welcome all of you to our communion service. And please make sure you get your communion wine and bread. Make sure everything is ready. We are just going straight to the point. Hallelujah. So if you don't have your communion bread and wine, make sure you get some right now. Please, I beg you. I'm saying it again. If you don't have your communion bread and wine, make sure you get some right now. Are you following? I don't want anybody to come and say, Daddy, what if I use, what if I use? There is no what if. There is no what if. So make sure you get it now. Something amazing is about to happen right now. Something strange is about to happen right now. So I want all of you to be very, very sensitive. What we are about to do here is not a normal thing. It is not a ritual in church. It is something amazing and something powerful. Hallelujah. So get ready. Get ready. You want to share the link? Invite your friends and loved ones. Tell them to get their communion bread and wine ready. Even as we enter into a moment of prayer. So just share the link and invite your friends. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 
Jesus. I pray for somebody listening to me right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray that the blood of Jesus will speak over your life right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible said, For we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable company of angels, and even to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. There is a certain blood. It is known as the speaking blood blood of Jesus. He speaks on the destinies of men. It is only after this blood has spoken that even God, the judge of all, can vindicate you and declare you righteous. I declare in the name of Jesus that this evening, by the speakings of the blood of Jesus, any trouble that you are going through in life comes to an end now in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Any trouble you are experiencing in life by the avenue of the blood of Jesus, let that trouble come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus. The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now hear me, before we enter into a moment of prophetic declarations, I want all of you to have this understanding. Are you following? Now, you see, one of the things we need to understand about the blood of Jesus is that it is not like any normal blood. Now, when you go into how Jesus was born, you will clearly understand that under normal circumstances, a man and a woman must have intimacy in order for a child to be conceived and be born. But this time around, and we all understand that when a man and a woman enter into an intimate relationship, and the woman conceives, we all know that mostly the blood of the child is according to the pattern of the father. Even though at a certain point when you go deep into the chromosomes, you will understand that the woman donated some chromosomes and the man also. But then, when you go into the study of the blood, you will realize that there is the main reason why when you go into science, there is something we call maternity test, but it is very rare. Very, very rare. Because every woman that is pregnant knows that this is my child. Are you following? But mostly the issue is about the fathers. And that is the reason why there is what we call paternity test that is mostly done on the children 
And when the paternity test is done, when you go into genetic studies, there is something about DNA that we call bloating. They do what we call genetic imaging, where they will take a picture. Now, this picture will be taken with a different instrument, not a camera. They will take a picture. They will do a bloating of the man's DNA. And they will do the same for the child. And they will compare. Now, mostly when the father is the father of the child, there is going to be a resemblance in the pattern of the DNA arrangement. And how things have been arranged. Are you following? Now, that clearly depicts that the, this man is the father of the child. So, under normal circumstance, the blood of the father must be in line with that of the child, whether a male or female. But this can only happen when the father actually donated into the child. Or let me say, when the father donated cells, which from the beginning point we all will call sperm cells, to form that child. Now, Jesus Christ was not born in this manner. So when Jesus was conceived, it was not a physical father who impregnated Mary. Are you listening to me? Now, that clearly shows that if we try to do a DNA test with the blood of Joseph, it will not pick. There is not going to be any kind of resemblance here. And that should also let you know that the only thing that Mary donated was her womb. And in fact, that womb was God's handiwork. So the word of the Lord said, A sacrifice did he not take from me, but a body has thou prepared me. So the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, even though it was human, it was not like our body. And the reason is because he did not carry this kind of blood that we have. So Jesus was human, but his human nature was not like according to our own. Now, if Jesus had been born by a father, a physical father and a physical mother, then definitely he would have joined all of us in the negative blood that we carried from Adam. And there was no way his blood would be so peculiar that he can wash our sins. Because anybody that is born of a physical father and mother will definitely be according to the order of Adam, which is the fallen nature. Are you following? That is what you need to understand. Even though Jesus was a man, but his manner of man was a bit different. Are you following? And the reason why his manner of man is different is because there is a different kind of blood 
that was in him. Can I go further? Good. Now, let me explain some few things. I want you to understand the little difference between the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say Jesus, not Christ, neither Lord. So when Jesus was born, when he was not yet the Christ, in the sight of those who the dimension of Christ was revealed to. Let me explain it so that you don't get confused. Amen. Now when Jesus died and resurrected, in the book of Acts chapter 2, When Jesus died and resurrected, after the Pentecost day, when the Holy Ghost came upon the disciples, all of a sudden, Peter began to preach under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Now, everybody knew Jesus to be Jesus. But not all of the people then knew Jesus as the Christ. Because there is a, a clear difference between Jesus and Christ during that time. So let me say there was a clear difference. Because Jesus was born by Mary. That we all knew that this is Jesus. Everybody in Jerusalem, in Nazareth, as at that time, knew that this is Jesus. And because they all saw that Joseph was the one that was in connection with Mary maritally, they knew that Joseph was the father of Jesus. That was to their knowledge and understanding. So they knew him to be Jesus. But nobody knew him to be the Christ. It is because during that period, the Israelites were waiting for a Christ. They were in the captivity and they were in slavery to the Roman kingdom. And they were crying unto God for a savior. That God will send a savior to come and deliver them even from the hands of the Romans. Now, while they were all in need and they were all praying to God, they knew that somebody that in Hebrew tongue they will call Messiah. In Hebrew, we call it Messiah, which means the anointed. But in Greek, it is called Christos, which also means the anointed. So Christ and Messiah are the same. One is Hebrew, one is Greek. So Christ is actually the Anglo, let me say the in when we have English <laughs> when you try to make an English form out of Christos, which is the Greek. Are you following? Nice one. Nice one. Now listen. Jesus means savior. Because the word Jesus is also English. When you go into the Hebrew, it is Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation. Salvation. But then, Christ, which is also English, the English form of Christos, and also the English form of Messiah, which is Hebrew, means the anointed. Oh. So now, 
Jesus was different from Christ. When Jesus was born, everybody knew him to be Jesus. Everybody. And in fact, when you go into the Hebrew rendition and you say Yeshua, it is the same as Joshua, which in English we call Joshua. They are the same. They mean salvation. We need to get this though. We need to understand this. So everybody knew Jesus to be Jesus, but they did not know him to be Christ. That is the reason why he gathered his disciples and asked him and asked them, Who do men say that I am? They could have said you are Jesus. Everybody knows that. But that was not what he was looking for. So they started speaking. Oh, some say you are Elijah the prophet. Some say you are this. Then Jesus asked, so Who do you say that I am? Then Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not the son of Joseph, not the child of Mary, but the son of the living God. Because John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that begotten son that God gave is the Christ. But then, God fulfilled this by preparing a body for the Christ. I don't forget my point. So Christ is an assignment that God had purposed to fulfill on this earth. But that assignment, if it can only be fulfilled on this earth, it will need a body. So when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5, the Bible said, For this reason the scriptures say, when the Messiah was about to come into the world, you did not want sacrifices and offerings, but you prepared a body for me. So when the Christ was about to come to this world, God prepared a body for the Christ. And the body that God prepared for the Christ is Jesus. So Jesus is the body of the Christ. That is why right now, when Jesus finished his work Christ was attached to Jesus so that it could be said that Jesus has fulfilled his Christ I don't forget in my point when we say you have fulfilled your assignment your assignment has a name so the assignment of Jesus was the Christ everybody can know you for who you are based on your name and who gave birth to you physically but they don't know you by your assignment and your assignment is the real you. So knowing Jesus that he is the Christ should actually now let you understand that, oh, so this is the Christ that all Israel have been waiting for. If all Israelites knew that the Jesus they have seen to be the carpenter's son is the Christ they all have been waiting for, that the prophets have been prophesying about, they wouldn't have crucified him. So God prepared a body for the Christ and that body was Jesus. Now, Jesus, when he finished his work, God attached the Christ to him. It is like you completing four-year course or four-year program in the university and you now have your certificate. Your certificate is a clear sign that you have completed your program. So the Christ attached to the name Jesus means that he has fulfilled his assignment. 
Are you following? But now, when Jesus Christ was added to him and he went to heaven, he said, I'm sending another comforter to you. So it was only when Jesus, who was a man and still is a man like us, in a different order, when he ascended to heaven, he now sent his assignment, which was the Christ, from heaven into our hearts. So that now that the Christ has come, the Christ will also need a body. Just as Jesus was the body of the Christ, then we became the body of the Christ. That is why we are called the church, the body of Christ. Are you following? Now, when you read the book of Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came upon Peter and he was ministering, he began to say some beautiful things here. Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Peter said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Did, did you hear that? The same Jesus that they crucified him, God has made him both Lord and Christ. That means at first he was not the Christ, neither was he the Lord. So it is one thing for Jesus to be called Jesus Christ, and another thing for him to be called the Lord Jesus Christ. These are rankings that God was lifting Jesus to. It is clear. When you say Jesus Christ, you mean something. You mean that the Jesus that has fulfilled his assignment, the Christ. But when you say the Lord Jesus Christ, you are trying to say that when Jesus fulfilled his Christ and his assignment for humanity, God gave him a name that is above all other names. Now, that name is the Lord. The word Lord there is the word Yahweh, which actually speaks of Jehovah or God's original name. So the Father gave his name to Jesus. Are you following? But then, that is still not all. When you go to heaven in the book of Revelation, Jesus said, there is also another name that he will give to the overcomers of some of the churches. And that name, it is only the one that receives a white stone that will know. It is a name that God has written. And there is also a name, his new name. Jesus said there is a new name that he has in heaven. Nobody knows. A new name. So you see, when you look at Jesus, all his assignments on the earth, the whole thing that God is doing for Jesus is that God is giving him names. Now, what I want all of us to understand is that the body of Jesus Christ, even though, because it was birthed by a woman, it was subject to physical laws and it was a natural physical body 
a human body. But then, inherently, there was a difference between Jesus and us. Are you following? Inherently. Now, let me, let me. That is why in theology, there is something we call the immaculate conception. The immaculate conception. And there is also what we call the impeccability of Jesus. It means Jesus is without fault. He's without sin. And cannot sin. Are you following now, there is a difference between when a man is without sin and when a man cannot sin. They are not the same. Now, if the man cannot sin, it means that the ability to sin is not in him. I don't forget my point. So a time came, Jesus made a statement. He said, The son of perdition cometh to me, but he has nothing in me. So there was a question that was posed that any man who cannot sin, can that man be tempted? If somebody does not have the ability to sin, can the person be tempted? And we all read the scriptures that the devil tempted Jesus. That when he tempted Jesus, Jesus did not sin. And the main reason why he did not sin was because there was nothing in him to sin. When we read the book of James chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, Let not from verse 13, the Bible says, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The ISV says that instead, each person is tempted by his own desire, being lured and trapped by it. So there is actually something inside you that is pushing you to sin. So I, I made us understand that temptation and somebody falling to temptation is like a nail that is on a wall and a hanger. If I have my shirt on a hanger and I want to hang it on a nail and I enter my room and I realize that there is no nail on the wall, I will not be able to hang the shirt there. I hope you are, you are with me. Now, the set with the hunger actually are known as temptation. But something must be in you that lost the thing. Because if there is nothing in you that, you that will cause you to last after the thing, you cannot be tempted by it. So Jesus was tempted with normal things that were signs that, that he was a human being. The first thing was the last 
of the flesh, which was hunger. Everybody, every human being will be hungry at a point in time. So when the devil took the stone, he said, when, when the devil saw Jesus holding the stone, he said, if you claim to be the son of God, turn this stone to bread. Then Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the father. So the devil was trying to tempt Jesus on hunger. Hunger. He did the same to Adam and Adam failed. But Jesus did not fail. Hallelujah. Now, because the blood of Jesus was not like ours, it was the reason why it had that even the physical ability to change lives. Are you following? So the word of the Lord said, when Jesus was on the cross, one of the soldiers of the Roman army pierced his side with an arrow, with a spear. And the moment he did that, the Bible said, blood and water came out of his side. And that side that was pierced, the Bible said it was even through that stripes that we are healed. So even the healing of the children of God is according to blood and water. And I will explain that into details. When we talk about, we'll go into details with the chemistry of God. But then the Bible said, when just a single drop of his blood touched the ground. In fact, when some even touched the soldier that did that, he fell down all of a sudden. He said, indeed, you are the son of God. What? The Roman soldier fell down immediately. He said, indeed, you are the son of God. And when a drop of that blood touched the ground, the Bible said there was a massive earthquake. And the saints that were even dead years ago came back to life. Mm. Just a single drop of that blood on the ground. Men that were dead and buried in tombs came back to life. Now, you want to take this blood? Do you know? Do you want to look at this blood and call it normal? You see, the, the beautiful part of the whole blood of Jesus thing is that it even started working before God created the world. That's the beautiful part, and that is what the devil can't understand. So you see, when you read the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 13, verse 8, 
This is John the Revelator. He is in the realms of heaven. And the Lord is showing him things. Then he said, All those who had become settled, who had become settled down and at home, living on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name had not been written in the book of the Lamb, in the book of life, belonging to the Lamb that had been slaughtered since the foundation of the world. So before God even created the world, before Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God had turned himself into a lamb and he killed himself and caused his blood. So you see, the blood of Jesus actually is the foundation of the world. The whole world is standing on the blood. The reason why you need to understand something anytime you hear blood what should come to your mind is beginning anytime you hear blood what should come to your mind is foundations anytime you hear blood what should come to your mind is covenant anytime you hear blood what should come to your mind is relationship Anytime you hear blood, what should come to your mind is power. Now you see, when Satan started misbehaving in heaven, there was only one thing because the realm of the guy Lucifer was so high that no entity could have stopped him from misbehaving in heaven. But then, God knew all these things that Lucifer would misbehave even before he created the world. Even before he started creation. God knew that he would make an entity, an angelic being by name Hillel, that would rebel against him. So God used his blood even to overcome him. Now the beautiful thing is that when you look at the angelic hierarchy, where Lucifer is found, it is way, 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 way higher and beyond archangels. Are you following? Now the archangels are the eighth. Then you move to the angels. Who are the, the let me say, the messengers, the least in all the realms of the angelic beings. From archangels, you move to angels. But Lucifer was an anointed cherub. The guy was standing in the place, both of the seraphim and the cherubim. These are beings very close to God. So there was no way that an archangel could conquer Lucifer. It's not possible. But then when he began to misbehave, God knew that the archangels cannot conquer him. So God used his blood which is the foundation of the whole world. He empowered the angels, the archangels. He empowered them with his blood so that by the empowerment of the blood, even the least among the angels could conquer Lucifer. This thing pained the guy. It pained him. So the Bible said, the archangels, Michael, so you see, God appointed 
the archangel Michael said, from today, you will be the archangel that you will stand for judgment. You will be the one that will destroy evil in heaven. And the blood of my son Jesus will be your strength. What? And after that, there was something that God gave to the archangel. And he said, Up aside the blood, I am giving you something. And that thing is called testimony. Testimony. Now, what is that testimony? There is a certain testimony from Jesus Christ. Now, you remember that when Lucifer, when Moses died, the Bible said Lucifer wanted to take the body of Moses. But then, the archangel Michael appeared. And the Bible said he could not bring any accusation against him. Because when it comes to the matters of the court, my brother, Michael is way below Hillel. It's not possible. Are you, I don't forget my point. You can't go and report Lucifer to God. So there is definitely something that God would do that would give you an upper hand over Lucifer. And what God gave was his rebuke. Are you following? The rebuke of the Lord was the testimony of the angels. The rebuke of the Lord. Now, when we say rebuke, in key, we call it say, oh, canonim. So when we were in, when we were young, we used to say certain things like, Yesu mojan kawenim. Now, anytime you hear rebuke, it goes with blood. In the heavenly realms. Anytime you hear rebuke, it goes with blood. So in fact, I want to tell you what Michael actually said. Michael did not just say that the Lord rebuked you. No. He said the blood of the Christ, the Lord Jesus, rebuked you. Immediately, Satan disappeared. Because that is the only thing. So you see, the Bible said, the archangels were able to overcome Lucifer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That is why you should understand this. That even though there is the blood, there must be an attachment of the word. And that word is the rebuke that the Lord has given. That is your testimony. Are you following So anytime as children of God, anytime we begin to plead the blood of Jesus over our lives, the blood is the active force and the strength of the angelic host. When the blood of Jesus comes upon the angels, they, they work beyond their original level. They manifest power beyond their original strength. Now, if this blood sat Lucifer from heaven, if, if a drop of this blood, when it manifested on the earth, 
a drop of it on the ground caused the earth to shake. And even dead people that were under the earth came back to life. Just a drop of blood. When he came upon an unbeliever, he said, Ah, indeed, you are the son of the living God. I've believed. So what are we doing with this blood? The last key I'm giving to you is this. When we go deep into the chemistry of God, we'll understand. Let me tell you the truth. Without the blood of Jesus, you have no strength. It is the blood that gives you the strength to overcome the enemy. Take note, that is the only thing the devil is afraid of. Are you following? And let me show you how to apply the blood of Jesus. The beautiful part of it is that the Lord wants you to descend every liquid thing as his blood. Your main focus is your ability to discern. And the word discerning there means to understand and know deep within you that what you are about to take is not a normal drink. What you are about to take is not water. What you are about to take is not just any liquid, but it is the blood. So now Paul will tell us that examine yourself before you eat, before you drink of the blood. Now you see most churches have used that word examine yourself means check if there is no sin in you. Because if the sin is in you and you take the blood, hmm, you don't know what will happen to you. Such nonsense theology. Where did they come from? Is it not the same blood that is wiping away sins? Now you have sinned and you can't take the blood. So what then will take away your sins? What then will even purge your conscience? Do you know that when you even partake of the Holy Communion, your conscience is purged? That is one of the things, you see, I have my brother here, Kwame Dinkra, he's here. One of the things I didn't like about my local church was that. So you can see, one Sunday we will all be in church. We are about 200 people there, but only 25 will come for the Eucharist. What, what is that? What, where did they get their theology from?
Can you all hear me, please? It is wrong theology to think that when somebody is dating, the person should not come and take Holy Communion. So you see, what Paul is trying to teach us is that if you want to partake of the Holy Communion, first, know that what you are about to take is not bread and wine. If you see it like that and you still partake of it, it is like you are not honoring the thing to be the body and the blood of Jesus. I don't know if I'm getting my point. Whenever you don't discern, because there are many people who still take Holy Communion and think they are drinking. That is why if you go to the Corinthian church, it was there. That is why Paul was addressing the matter in 1 Corinthians 11. Because some of them will not eat on Sunday morning. So they will come and they will be fighting over. So you see, they don't even descend the thing to be the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus. That is what Paul could tell them that will be a bar. Send your bear, you will not see this thing as normal food in tea. Did you fear? Eat in your house. And come. And then now do a libre barbers here to say, I don't know if you're getting my point. In fact, that was the reason why Paul told them that if they eat it, the, the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus like that, they don't discern it to be the body and they don't honor the body. 18 years of Christ to Nipedena more fullness. There is no honor that they are giving to the body. And because of that, Paul said, they are eating and bringing judgment to themselves. And he said, that is why some of you are sick and they are weak. Exactly. Hey! So when you go to some of the churches where we be in the crowd, you know, the deacons and the deaconess, no mushy, you know, we don't crank up. We be no more. No, outside the outside the cap, no go. Oh, she can't Hey, what kind of nonsense thing is that? Oh, you see, when you go to most Catholic churches. They love the alcoholic ones. My God. Father. You see, when you go to some churches and they say they are doing Holy Communion, you see, the main reason why we don't take the thing in 
a certain quantity is for you to see it as a rare thing. If you're getting my point. Because when the thing is in high quantity, you will forget that it is the body and you start thinking that it is food. And that is the same thing that was happening in the Corinthian church. Because only communion. So the Bible said, for all who eat and drink without discerning their body. So you see, what actually brings judgment to you is you not discerning. Are you getting it? It's, it's you not seeing that the thing is not bread, but it is the body. That is the problem. Now, when you see that this is the body and the blood, there is a way you will honor it. There is a way you will even approach it. You approach it with honor. That is why there are some people, eh, when they are putting the bread in their hands in church, and I, I love the way some of the women even do it. You see that thing? And the way some, when they put the bread in their mouth, the way some of them will try to, you know, masticate it, using the tongue and the upper jaw, And they will be praying within themselves, knowing very well that this is the body. Some of you, Adi Brodo na wakoto se kuntai. Huh? Yesu Yesu ni pebi ya de show numa lose e showa phone left no pufu se ayi. What is wrong with you? What I'm doing, it might sound funny, but I'm helping you. I'm helping you. Luke at what you are saying. Now, you have just changed the whole thing from being the blood of Jesus to a drink that has plenty sugar. You will never experience the power that is in it. So if it was supposed to take away sickness from you, it will not work. The sickness will be there. I'm telling you. That is what some of us have been taking Holy Communion, sir. But still we are always sick. Do you know what this blood contains? Do you know? It sucked the devil from heaven. The whole Satan is sucking. And it's angelic host from heaven. A drop of that blood brought people that were dead back to life. You are partaking of it every day and you are not seeing results. Don't you know that you are the problem? Don't you know that you are the one who is not discerning it? So Paul said, before you partake of it, descend before, examine yourself. Now, that word examination there means check your mind very well. If you are, if you are seeing that this one is not just bread, but the body. If you check and still you are fighting within yourself. It looks like you are saying, 
it will be better for you not to take it. Are you listening to me? It is why mostly we try to tell people that you see, it is sometimes it is very difficult for you to have gobe and water and discern that the gobe is the body of Jesus and the water is his blood. Sometimes it is very difficult. But many people do that. There are people, any food they eat, they bless it. The Bible said, this is the cup of blessing which we bless. So after you have discerned, then you release the words. That is the blessing. Because it is the responsibility of a priest to bless. And he blesses with the blood. When the priest enters into the most holy place and he's sprinkling the blood on the mercy seat, he hears God and when he comes back, he starts sprinkling the blood on the people and he starts blessing them. So once you are holding the blood, you are an instrument of blessing. You are a priest. Release the blessings. But then if you see this thing as normal bread and normal wine, you cannot bless. And when you don't bless, there is always somebody to curse. Are you listening to me? I want you to know this before you partake of the Holy Communion. Don't see this to be normal bread. That's why if you have gone for something big, we are going to take only a small portion. Know that this, because your human side can frustrate what God wants to do with this spiritual token. Are you following? Good. So the Bible said, so the night before Jesus' crucifixion, he took the bread and broke it. And said, this is my body that was broken for you. And he took the cup also. And said, this is the new covenant in my blood. And as often as you partake of it, do that in remembrance of me. And whenever you partake of it, proclaim the death of the Lord Jesus. And as you proclaim the death of Jesus, proclaim it till his coming. It is by this blood that our sins were washed away, were forgiven permanently. It is by the blood. And it is this same blood that protects us. So the word of the Lord said, God told the Israelites when they were in Egypt, everybody should kill a lamb, every family. And when you kill the lamb, use the blood of the lamb to smear your doorpost and enter. This night, an angel of death will pass through the whole land of Egypt. But when he sees the blood, he shall pass over. It was from that moment that they had the Passover feast. Which now they call Easter, which is very wrong. Easter is not the death of Jesus. Easter is the name 
of the moon goddess. They call her Easter. So if your church they do Easter convention, you have to be very careful. Let them do their Easter. You with understanding, you are doing Passover. Are you listening to me? So in fact, when you look at all the seven feasts of the Lord that he told the Israelites to even hold, there was nothing like the birth of the lamb that they should celebrate. It started with the death of the lamb. Sammy, we'll get there. Yes, it has a link, but we'll get there. Are you following? So you see, there is nothing like Christmas when it comes to the, the, the celebrations and the feasts. The whole thing starts with the death of Jesus as the Lamb. The only thing that Jesus told us to do in remembrance of him and something he told us to continually do as something in the body of Christ is what we call partaking of the body and the blood, which is the Eucharist or the Holy Communion and water baptism. These two things are the only physical things that he told us to keep doing. Water baptism is very, very, very important. That is not the, the message for this evening. I'm just trying to let you understand that the blood of Jesus is the foundation of the universe. If that blood sacked the devil and there was no trace of him found in heaven, any devil in your life, anything that is devilish, anything that is not of God that is in your life, as you partake of the blood, it gets out of your system and out of your life. Let me tell you, when the witch is coming after your business and you have pleaded the blood over your business, the witch will pass over. When they want to attack the life of your son and you have pleaded the blood over your son's life, they will pass over. When you have pleaded the blood over your academics, they can't touch your results. What causes the devil to back off and pass over is the blood. It is not your position in church. Somebody said, are we wrong if we don't partake in the blood regularly in church? It is actually wrong. The Bible said, as often as you partake, as often, every time, every time we are doing it, be a partaker, every time, every time. In fact, if you are able to grow to a point where you know how to descend the Lord's body and the Lord's blood very well by the leading of the Spirit, you don't need to wait for every first Sunday of the month. You can do it every day. If only you have grown to descend. Are you listening to me? The main reason why they do it the first Sunday of every month is they still carry this human kind of, you know, ideology that when we continue to do, maybe people might think it is normal food. And if they do that, they might not be able to discern it well. See, 
but people who have grown to a point where they understand and they can descend the lost body. There are people, even when they're about to drink water, they know, I bless this. This is here by the blood of Jesus. They can descend and bless the water to be the blood. They will drink it. But they are gone. You drink water every day, but you drink it as water. That is why you don't really see. That is the reason. You see, Ubisra Eyi Nkuto Debia is our skin problem. But we prayed over Nkuto, we blessed it. And it now came to the balm of Gilead. Look at what God is using it to do. So the main thing here is the discerning. Now, when you are about to apply the balm, this one, there is power at work in this. And it manifests. This is the same way we descend the body and the blood of Jesus for it to manifest in our lives. Are you following? Good. Now, get your tokens ready as we pray over it right now. Get your tokens ready. The Bible said, this is the cup of blessing which we bless. Now, what we are going to do right now, within the next one minute, as you are with the token in your hand, you will close your eyes. And start imagining that which is in your hand as the body. You start imagining, start seeing the Lord Jesus on the cross. Just imagine it in the eyes of your mind. Start seeing him on the cross. Start seeing blood oozing out of his sides. And as you are about to partake, see that you are about to partake of it. And by doing so, you know that his body was broken so that yours will not be broken. You know that his blood cleansed you and washed away all your sins. Now, close your eyes and start descending. Thank you, Jesus. Now we have practiced in the descending. 
So we know very well deep inside our hearts and by faith that what is in our hands is not just normal bread. This is the body of Jesus that was broken for me. This is the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for the remission of my sins, for the cleansing of my iniquities, and for the protection of the Lord over my life. Now, as you have descended right now, you want to start releasing blessings upon it. Blessings are words, good words, good words that you are planting in your life, that as you are partaking of this body and this blood, this blessing you are releasing upon it should manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. Any kind of blessing, start releasing the blessing right now as a priest of the Most High God. Release blessings right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, open your mouth. Open your mouth. You make declarations. Start blessing the talking. Start blessing with all manner of blessings. Mention the blessings. Mention the blessings. Healings, 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 healings. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now I stand as the priest of the Most High. And I release divine blessings upon these tokens right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible said this is the cup of blessing which we bless. Therefore I stand as the priest of the Most High. And I bless this cup with the blessings of long life. I bless this cup with the blessings of glorious marital doors. I bless this cup with the blessings of glorious traveling doors. I bless this cup with the blessings of godly healing in the name of Jesus. I bless this cup with the blessings of miracles. I bless this cup with the blessings of all good and perfect gifts even coming from the Father as we partake the body and the blood of Jesus. Any kind of ailment hidden in any part of our bodies by the superior blood of Jesus, you are coming out just as the devil could not have a place in heaven. You will have no place in my destiny. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out in the name of Jesus. We command hypertension to get out. We command any kind of blood disease. COVID-19 get out. HIV AIDS get out. Syphilis get out. Hepatitis B get out. In the name of Jesus we command liver diseases to get out. We command cirrhosis to die. We command hemorrhage to die. We command amenorrhea to die in the name of Jesus. Any kind of ailment in your body that fibroid is disappearing in the name of Jesus. I remember that when the blood was released in heaven the angel 
angels were strengthened to suck the devil from heaven. Therefore, Lord, we plead this blood over every area of our lives. That business will begin to flourish in the mighty name of Jesus. The lives of my children are preserved. My marriage is preserved in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, as I partake of your body and your blood in the name of Jesus, I plead this blood over every area of my life. Let the angels of God assign to all the areas of my life be strengthened by the blood of Jesus. Let their works be made easy through the blood in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Now you can partake of the body and of the blood right now. Right now. And as you are partaking of it, you'll be praying in the other tongue, even in your soul, in your spirit right now. If you are done, you want to start speaking in the language of the spirit. Don't speak in any language you understand. Speak in the language of the spirit. Speak in other tongues. If you have not spoken in tongues before, by reason of the blood, let there be a baptism of the Holy Ghost on your life. Wherever you are, lift up your voice. Begin to speak in other tongues. Lift up your voice. Something is breaking forth right now. That prophetic anointing you have been believing God for. I by the blood. Let your eyes be open. Something is happening to your soul. Something is happening to your spirit. As you are praying in other tongues right now. You will begin to feel angelic presence right now. 
toi sa vie Fais-le mi loko pumam Appelle te vi Fifonani a sa Kwa te pilo manai Ayaliko metenge ke vini doa Efara sa palo Atwa ni ke mindo atili Erapa Ayate te keve Shabra pilo anabo Ekwa te piloko Akepe ke te kete Efreti te kapelo Apalo belio Masabo Ekepalamio Eyapalo Eyalakapo Eplasto vivo Apelia Kamambinale Etaza Palayo The eyes of the prophets are opening Mighty God Itwale Feriu Elambo Kinwate Liapo Eplosti Vilamo Ika Ayataske Veladi Ateli Favula Isko Vilamio Epautum Kebum Pelitwamio Ekaski Viadu Atale Eyamo Impaluate Impaske Pino Atoke Petu Viva Ferasta Cabalo Ilwane Kerino Eshomo Ikwase Peladiato Akampeli Yamoto Ikenedele Meretete Velio Apepele Kusko Vipelelo Intati Kete Mighty God, hey, shall Let the eyes of the blind open. Let the deaf ears pop open. Let the dumb speak now. Let the lame walk in the name of Jesus. Shemilo, ikapa de kepimo, ata de kapamyolini. Ventos kepili, iparato, iasapapole, ekipovina kumate, elata sapalo, ekarila miyatamo, ikapapelio, iyamamato, iyapapamato, eparato, eparato, ekosepio, atate kepolo, in the name of Jesus.
strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. So people of God, let's take note. Let's take note. From next week, Monday, take note of this announcement. From next week, Monday, we are all going to partake of the Holy Communion every day. Are you listening to me? So, make sure you get the communion wine that can sustain you for a long time. And make sure you get some of the wafer, the round, round, round white communion bread. Make sure. When you go to some of the Theological shops, you, you will definitely get some. Methodist bookshop and other places like that. Are you following? I'm telling you, we are going to start experiencing strange miracles and strange power of God through this Holy Communion. The beautiful thing is that you can even partake it on behalf of somebody that is sick. I've seen and heard of amazing testimonies where somebody's sister was sick in the u.s and the person took holy communion on behalf of her immediately the sister called that she's fine immediately somebody that was dying it's highly possible let me show you one mystery one of the things that god has given to us to change this vile body to a glorious body is the Holy Communion. And it's one of the topics in the chemistry of God. And I will surely take time and teach. And the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. And I will let you know a certain mystical secret that surrounds gold and blood. Why does it normally look like the ancient gold that is hidden in certain places? Why does it look like you have to cut a certain blood before the gold will come out? There is always a link between blood and gold. And this is the reason why as we partake of the blood of Jesus, 
our bodies begin to change and it begins to look like the glorious golden body of Adam when he was made, even from the sanctuary of God. The Lord will help us and grant us divine grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So please, around 8 p.m., we are going to meet for um, prophetic training. So make sure you join us. The Lord bless you. Somebody said, Daddy, as we prayed, I saw a, a flash of an old key, the one that looks like a comb, and then it disappeared. But I shouted, I receive it in Jesus' name. Any good door that must open is opened now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Peter Wealth, I pray for you. A new realm of God's goodness has come upon your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for your finance. May the grace of God open the heavens over your finance. You will walk in multiplication in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Right after here, I'm going to upload um, this session. Hallelujah. I'm going to upload this session. So please, if you want to listen to it again, you can go and download it. The Lord is going to be a great blessing even to your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. If you sense in your spirit to release any seed, the number is 0240312551. Hallelujah. Someone said, while we were praying, I saw a mass of people and it looked like rapture. People were getting taken up just like that. It's a clear sign of what God does when the Holy Communion begins to manifest. That statement, rapture, does not mean that you are being taken from earth to heaven. No, that, that's not what it means. Are you listening to me? And I think we need to go and revisit some of the messages I've preached. Yeah. The word, there is nothing like rapture as a word in the Bible. The statement that is there is caught up. Caught up. Now, caught up actually looks like a past tense. Can't you see that? No, when you hear the word caught, is it not the past tense of catch? Good. So when it is present, the actual tense is catch. And when we say catch up, to catch up with something actually means that the thing has taken the lead and you have now met the person so that where the person was, you have also come to that place. That is what catch up means. And we all know that where we are catching up to is the original estate of the Lord Jesus. He was a human being like us, but now his body has changed. And since his body changed, he, he can manifest a lot of things we cannot manifest. And that is the level that God is lifting us to. So the Bible said, when he appears, we shall be like him. That we being like him after his appearance is the catching up. Are you getting it? Oh no, what God showed you is actually on point. Yes, what God showed you is actually on point. But this is the true meaning of it. 
So when you see somebody being lifted from the earth to the heavenly realms, it is a clear sign of what God is doing. It does not mean that physically we'll be taken from the earth and we'll enter heaven. No. In fact, the Bible did not say that we'll go to heaven. The Bible said, Jesus, when the Lord shall descend with a shout, with the, with the Lord himself will descend with the, with the voice and the shout of an archangel, of the archangel. And the Bible said, even with the trump of God. Now we need to understand what the trumpet of God is. We need to understand what the voice or the shout, the voice of the archangel and the shout of the Lord. We need to understand these three things before we now get what was actually happening. Now when that happens, the Bible said, the Lord will come and suspend and those that are dead will rise first. And those that are alive and remain. That means that when Jesus is descending, not everybody will die. Some people will see his appearing. So that theology that they said everybody will die in this world is not true. They use that word, in, they use the scripture Hebrews 9.27 to say that... It is appointed unto man to die once and after death judgment. That death actually is talking about what Adam did and what Jesus also did. Are you following? Adam died and we all died. Jesus died and resurrected. And we through his death, we have also been resurrected. That is a once kind of death. I don't forget my point. So if you are waiting for every human being to die in the world, it, it will not happen like that. Jesus will come while some are still alive. And then when he comes, the dead ones that are in Christ, the Bible said, they will rise first. That means that they will be rising. I don't know if I'm getting my point. Definitely there is going to be a rise. But those that are dead in Christ will rise first. Then we that are alive and remain, we shall be changed. Now, the rising of all of us is what we call the changing. And the changing is when our, this our vile body changed to a glorious body. Are you following? Good. Now we understand where those people will rise from. Whether they will rise from their graves or they will rise from somewhere else. Hallelujah. Because those who don't believe and they don't understand the truth. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, so if you feel led by the Spirit of God to release any seed 
The number is 0240312551. Hallelujah. When you even read the Bible, the word of the Lord said, We shall be caught up together with him, and we will remain with him in the air. Not in heaven, in the air. Because when Jesus is descending, he will be in the air. And we will be caught up with him. And we will be with him in the air. Let me read what the Bible said. Air is not heaven. And now, in Framaya, air is heaven. So what, what is the air there? What does it mean? Somebody said sky. Okay. Even if it is sky, sky is not heaven. The main reason why Jesus is coming is to change us. Somebody said paradise. It is not paradise. Somebody said atmosphere. Somebody also said stratosphere. Okay. I love the spherical people. In fact, they are, they are on point. They are on point. But what is the atmosphere? What atmosphere is that? Okay, let me help you. Are you breathing in air right now? Can you see the air you are breathing? So when you are caught up to be in the air, can you be seen? Now, it does not mean you are in heaven. You are in the air, but you cannot be seen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you see, Jesus will experience, will cause us to experience that dimension of his glory. And we shall be in the air. Now that air actually is speaking of the atmospheric air around us. Because the main purpose for which Jesus is descending is to reign over the earth with us. He's coming to reign over the earth with us. Are you following? We'll try and go into the rapture teaching again as as we go into 
understanding the book of Revelation. The Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. At exactly 8 p.m. we are meeting to continue with the chemistry of God. So make sure you get ready. We are going to talk about the priesthood. The priesthood. We talk about the priesthood of Jesus. The priesthood, the Levitical priesthood. We also talk about the priesthood of Hillel. And we'll go deep into what a priest is and who a priest is according to the chemical composition of God's character. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.
I'm officially blown away. Can't control this joy again. No, no, you need season. I like money, water. Today be today. This is the day. Pastor, it has happened now. 